0: Hi and welcome to Loans Elevated. I'm your host, Brock Lassig, top 1% loan officers nationwide. I'll be bringing you my best tips, strategies, and industry insights to help you create wealth through homeownership. Thank you for tuning in. Okay, welcome back. Thank you for tuning in again. Welcome back to Loans Elevated. Today we are talking about, I think my most favorite thing in the world to talk about with clients which is increasing your purchase power. I've said this many times in episodes. I say to every client, we take our job serious as holistic mortgage planners, not drive-through mortgage. What that means is we are investing. I mean, I have like 45,000 hours in this business. Tej works like an animal. And in five Mm -hmm. years, he's definitely surpassed probably the 10,000 hour requirement to be an expert. (laughs) Like we obsess about this stuff. Date nights with our wives is oftentimes full of calculations and all this stuff. It's
1: kind of annoying, but we have saints mean, for wives. Yeah, even time our early morning Saturdays at 5 a.m. at the coffee yeah. shop are about this type of like, stuff. And we are amped <laughs> to get up at 5 a.m. on yeah. a Saturday to go
0: to the coffee yep. shop. So uh, this increasing purchase power, this is part of a strategy that we help our clients truly understand because the fact is None of us, including him and I, learn any of this stuff in school. Very few of us learn any of this stuff from our parents and or anybody, any leaders in our lives. I've been lucky enough to be surrounded by some very uber wealthy people in the world, and they have learned these strategies, I'm sure, from other wealthy people. Somebody invented it somewhere down the line, and I've been able to pass this on to TJ Yep. And and we've really bought into this. So increasing your purchase power. These are two things that we use. And it's it does take a a longer one on one personal conversation for you to fully grasp these concepts. So we just want to dive into the simplicity of a couple of ideas. And then hopefully you're inspired to call us and we can coach you through a strategic plan for you and your family with all of your information in inside the variables but teach why don't you go into the i mean
1: why why would you want to increase your purchasing power
0: well market i mean i mean yeah there's a there's a lot of reasons most people want mm -hmm. a nicer house uh, and they want a nicer house but they don't want to be house poor Mm -hmm. so these are ways to avoid that get a nicer home why you want a nicer home i think a lot of people i don't know anybody that doesn't want a really (laughs) nice home But also from a financial standpoint, let's say home price appreciation is just sitting at an average 6% per year. Well, if you can increase your purchase power by 200 grand, for example, well, that means that every year on a 6% appreciation rate, which is much lower than we've seen in recent years, it's more of an average, like 40, 50 year average of 6%. You're gonna make 12 grand per year additional on that investment by spending more money. So whether it's a desire, or it's more of a financial idea, like, man, I want to capitalize as best as possible on this investment. Mm-hmm. That would be
1: my answer. Right. Well, I mean, and if it all comes down to what your monthly payments are mm-hmm. you know, if we, on your debts to afford more home, um, to make sure you're we're optimizing your debt to income ratio. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know I did this recently where a borrower had, they just, had just sold their house and they wanted to put all of that equity into their new house. Rather than doing that, we, we took a look at their whole, their full situation. They had about a thousand dollar truck payment. And instead of putting all of that money, that and cash. And what was the balance on the thousand dollar truck payment? Uh, Gosh, I think it was like right around for 40, 30 to 40,000. They'd had it for a couple of years. Yep. 30 um, to 40 grand, mm-hmm. thousand bucks a mm-hmm. month. Yep, exactly. So from, and they were getting hundreds of thousands from the sale of their house. So we took that money and paid off that truck and that freed up. $1000 a month. Now $1000 a month, I mean in today's That's equivalent of that's about like 200,000. $200, yeah. yeah. So that, that that simple strategy right there, they were able to afford $200,000 more house in the same monthly output than they were previously. Right, and it costs them 40 30
0: 40 grand out yep. of pocket. So this first topic or this first part of this idea is lots of people own real estate are selling real estate and have a ton of equity. Mm -hmm. And they're like, man, I mean, home prices have gone up so much, even though I have 200 grand in equity or 300 grand in equity, it's gonna be a lateral move because now my house costs just that much and I need to keep the payment the same because I need to afford my family's lifestyle, all this stuff. The trick is saying, okay, we need to separate the two things when you sell a home and you buy a home, it doesn't mean that you have to invest all the money back into the home that you're buying. Uh, the, it, like mean, there's no tax. D- there's confusion yeah. on how the taxes work. You don't invest yeah, right. the money back in. What were you going mean, to Personally,
1: I like to have as least amount of money tied up in my home as possible. Yeah. 100%. I mean, because the, uh, the home's going to appreciate the same rate no matter how much money you have tied into that house. We should, yes, we should we'll dive, dive into that, that
0: equation. Well, even even here cool. we could dive into that equation of why we buy into that mm-hmm. idea. But what we're talking about here is how do we get you in a position to afford a nicer home, get you your dream home or your current dream home and step up despite the rising home prices we've seen over the years? How do you leverage that equity into something that actually puts you in a good position, retains your lifestyle, allows you to afford your bills and not be house poor? but still get that super nice house. This is one of those ideas. Step one, in our opinion, is you sell your house, immediately the first chunk of money goes to paying down debt, period. And then we move into putting a down payment. Now the down payment recommendation will change based on how much you're spending. If you're in a jumbo loan, we're probably gonna recommend at least 10%, ideally 15, maybe 20, depending on credit scores and things. If it's a conventional loan, not jumbo, meaning in at least in most of the counties here in Utah, that limitation is a a loan amount of six hundred and forty seven thousand two hundred. If you're within that ballpark, so say you're selling a townhouse going to a single family, you're easily in that ballpark. In that case, we would probably suggest like a five percent or maybe even a three percent down payment. And you have several hundred thousand. So you're thinking, why would I do that? We'll dive into I mean, I don't want to get too far in the weeds because caveat here, we are not financial advisors. We just have ideas. We'll refer you to those people. But we have ideas just to create some inspiration on the overall wealth creation through homeownership, but paying off debt, putting minimal down payment on the house to optimize the loan terms. So we're not saying put 0% and sacrifice ridiculous loan terms, but put just enough down that you get the most optimal loan terms and reserve more cash. Because to TJ's point the more cash you have, the better, so the less cash you invest in the real estate, the better the cash on cash return is, and also the better off you are from a risk mitigation standpoint for your family. Most people wanna invest more, have a lower payment, why? Because what if, what if I lose a job? What if there's a sickness? What if, what if, what if? Th- that's the reason. Well, say you, know, you invest an extra 100 grand, you save 500 bucks a month, 500 bucks a month if you suddenly have no income in the household is not going to like you have a $3,500 payment and you put you invest the extra money down. So now your payment's 3,000. You lose your job, have no income. Do you really want a $3,000 payment with no cash? No, No. you'd much rather have a hundred grand and a $3,500 payment, right? Oh, for sure. So guarding against that stuff is important And let's talk about, why don't you dive into, since you mentioned that a minute ago, the cash on cash return, like why we believe in investing less in real estate. Like what's the whole concept behind that? For sure. Investing less of your cash in real estate, I should
1: say. For sure. Yeah. So, I mean, let's say you're purchasing a $400,000 house um, and you're putting a minimum down payment of 3%. Um, where's, my, where's my math here? 12,000. 12,000. Yep, 12,000. So that 12,000, yeah. I can't do math on camera. <laughs> I, get, I get all camera shy. <laughs> so with uh, that 12,000, say the home is appreciating, what's the healthy appreciation rate? Would Let's say just right say 6%, 6%. So it appreciates
0: at 6%. That's mm-hmm. 24 grand in one year, you've invested 12,000. Exactly, 12,000. Now- What is that ROI? ROI is, gosh- 200%. 200% ROI. 200%. You invest 12,000. The home appreciates by 24,000 in the year, that's a 200% cash on cash return. one year. One year. And one that happens, if, assuming appreciation goes, that happens every year, right? Exactly. There's no guarantees. We don't know what appreciation but will be. that's do. a
1: pretty conservative-
0: Yeah, that's historical average right, long-term. Right. The most recent years we've seen up in the 20, 25, Definitely. maybe even higher range. So we're being conservative in these numbers, but there's percent There's
1: not one stock out there that's going to get you that. There's nothing.
0: Nothing. <laughs> especially because as the tax code sits now, most people qualify. If you've lived in your home two of the most recent five years, that money- becomes after you've lived there two years and as your primary residence, mm-hmm. that money becomes tax-free up to a limitation. And you gotta get with a tax professional to understand all the details. But generally, if you're a married couple, you could net $500,000 in net equity. Yep. So that's not the equity including what you've paid down on the balance in your down payment. That's you buy a house for 400, you could sell it for 900 and that 500 grand could be tax-free no matter what you do with the money. So that's crazy. a 200% cash on cash return, add on top of that, tax savings. You don't pay any taxes there. The only other investment like that would be an IRA. Mm-hmm. Everything else, it's a taxable return on investment. And the return on investment and is only on the cash you've put in right. on real estate. And it's you have, have the whole to live thing. somewhere regardless. You right. so might
1: as well be doing it in your
0: primary residence. Yep. 100%. So let's bring that to a point here. 3% down, home, that's 12 grand down. It appreciates by 6%. That's 24,200% cash on cash return. Alternatively, you're like, no, man, I want to put 20% down for sure. Okay, so $400,000 home, 20% down is 80 grand. You still only make the same $24,000 return on investment. So we're talking like a 33% return on investment cash on cash versus a 200% cash on cash return on investment. And that doesn't even count. The delta between the $12,000 down payment and the $80,000 down payment, mm-hmm. could you invest that somewhere else and create arbitrage, which is essentially saying you are netting a larger return on those dollars from a separate investment than the leverage is costing you? So say the mortgage rate's costing you 5%, for example, you invest that extra $68,000 between 12 and 80 into the stock market and you make 10% Well, you're paying 5% on your mortgage, 10, you're making 10% on the stocks. You just made an additional 5% return on investment on those dollars as well. So it's just like, Mm -hmm. it's optimizing these strategies. And like I said, we're not financial advisors. We don't trade stock. I mean, we invest with a financial advisor, but we're not those people. We just have the ideas. We've got the referrals for all the experts to help you make this come to fruition and we obsess about it. Like you said earlier, yes. like
1: this is our lives we talk about this all day, every day,
0: hundred yep. percent. So paying off debt, putting less money down. What else do we have here? Uh, Oh, one really cool topic. So right now we're in this position where rates are really high and home prices are high. It's, it's a bad combo for home buyers. Everybody's freaking out and saying, there's no way I can buy. It just doesn't work. We are saying that's wrong. And we have a strategy around that. Uh, Why don't you go into our subsidy strategy, or I've referred to it as become your own bank. Go over it. it. I
1: have loved the video you did previously on this. Okay, so
0: the idea is this. You've got 100 grand saved up, whether it's equity, whether it's Mm -hmm. savings, whether it's gift funds, doesn't matter. You have 100,000 bucks to put down on a house. Say you're buying a $600,000 house. Well, you wanna put the 100,000, down you're you're thinking the best idea is put the 100,000 down because I got to drive my payment down but even if I invest that 100,000 with the way the home prices have gone and now on top of that the rates have gone up I can, I just simply can't afford this house I have to rent. Well here's the strategy it's essentially becoming your own bank or subsidizing your payments for yourself. The reality is a $600,000 property you only have to put 5% down maybe even 3 actually. Mm-hmm. So let's just say 5 for this example. That's 30 grand down. You're going to have some closing costs to so say it's $36,000 total out of pocket out of your $100,000 nest egg. You've got 64 grand on the sidelines. The payment, of course, the, let's say your payment goal on this $600,000 house was 3,500. And now you're looking at it with the rates where they sit today, it's higher. Maybe it's, maybe it's 4,000, for example. And then I'm telling you, on top of that, put less down, which means the payment's going even further outside of your comfort zone of 3500 Maybe the payment is 4500 now. These are round numbers. They're not perfect. We should dive into details for you if you like this idea. But let's just say now we have a $1,000 delta. You wanted a $3,500 payment. Rates went up. It was a $4,000 payment if you invested all your cash. But instead of investing your cash, I'm telling you put less money down. And telling you to take an even higher payment, $4,500. So we got to cover that $1,000 delta between your goal and what the true payment is. But you just reserved $64,000 on the sidelines. That is your money. So what you can do, and there's a lot to this, but if you Google search, you can find this reciprocated by virtually every economist on the planet U.S. mortgage rates are going to come down in relatively short order. We're Mm -hmm. recording this video in 2022, summer of 2022. Rates are going to come down by probably Q1, 23, maybe Q2, 23. Like we're not far from this. So we don't have a big gap that we have to bridge here. But that thousand dollar delta, you have 64,000 on the sidelines. You keep that in, in the bank. Pay yourself out of your own cash a thousand bucks a month. So what have you done? You've now got yourself in a position that your out-of-pocket cash flow is thirty-five hundred. Exactly That's what huge. your goal was, That's right? Huge, yeah. And you can cover that delta for sixty-four months. That's over five years. We're gonna refi and get you in a much better position in probably twelve months. There's no guarantees. We don't know for sure, but they are coming down. This is, like I said, talked about all over the mm-hmm. news. You can look it up. And, and that's important with how we set up your loan, too. Oh, huge, massive. Yeah. And then it dives into all these other details. Why mm-hmm. you know it's a better investment, yada, yada, yeah. All this stuff is really important. The thought here is, in addition to the rates coming down and us saving you money on the mortgage, you've got this little cushion in the delta covered for five years. Chances are most people that I talk to, I don't know, I would love to hear what your clients say. Over a five- year period, they're like, yeah, for sure. I'm going to make more money. I just started in my job. like, yeah. And that thousand bucks five years from now is not going to be a big deal. Today it yeah. is. Well, we're solving that problem, leveraging properly and enabling you to buy the home. Why is it important to buy now? Like, why would we even tell somebody to do this? It's uncomfortable. Rates are high. Why are we saying you should still buy now? Let's
1: find a strategy to do it. It's just that powerful. I mean, but why? But we know we know where the market's headed and what's what's going to happen. I mean, we wouldn't just be setting you up in this position if we thought, you know, rates were going to continue to go up, if, I mean, it was to stay the, the way it is now. And, and most importantly is be, this, I
0: wanted you to capture this. I was Uh-oh. quizzing you. Oh, sorry. It's the cost of waiting. <laughs> oh, for sure. You buy this $600,000 house. I don't, it doesn't matter long-term. The average appreciation is somewhere in the tune of 6% mm-hmm. per year. So even if it goes flat that's, this year, and that's flat like next an year. average over the past 40 years. It's crazy. It's So even if it flatlines mm-hmm. for a couple of years, every, if you go look at the charts, we could share these charts with you. If you hit us up, we're happy to share it. If you look at it, if, if home prices stabilize or even de- depress, say they go down, who cares? You're buying this home. It's probably a long-term investment. You're talking five, seven, 10 years, something like that. All you have to do is wait it out. And you watch from a either depressed market or a flatline market, meaning no appreciation or even potentially depreciation. Those are those periods of time. If it's not appreciating, which is most common, those periods of time are always followed by far oh, above average so. appreciation.
1: Well, look at 2008, for example, yeah. the, the great recession. I mean, how long did it take for home prices to come back to what they were pre recession and now exceed that point? Does that make oh, sense? They're like, they're they're like double exactly point now it's outrageous
0: exactly so like it's just time so cost of waiting is a real thing That six hundred thousand dollar home let's just say it appreciates at six percent i don't think we're going to see depreciation and i don't think any economist you can google this stuff and find for yourself no one is saying there's going to be well i shouldn't say no one very few people <laughs> if there is anybody are saying there's going to be depreciation yeah. so let's say it just
1: goes from well, we're, or, already, we're already seeing what you were about to say yes from the most we've ever seen right. down to a healthier level in all honesty. Yeah, for sure we can't sustain 25% per
0: year. Right. But it's going to feel like it slows down. It's going to feel scary. Mm-hmm. But if we just have 6%, which is the long-term average on a $600,000 house, you're making thirty six grand a year. So say you have, you wait a year, that $600,000 house, even with meager appreciation, which is not the forecast right now, just so you know, forecasts are actually like 15%, even mm-hmm. considering right now, that's the here and now, right. forecasts are 15%. But let's just say it's six, that $600,000 house a year down the road, as you wait for rates, is turns into 636,000. <laughs> and- you, sure. You get the lower rate, but you have the permanent higher house price. So a big coin phrase going on in our industry right now is marry the house, date the rate. Like mm-hmm. you do not, you can refinance anytime, get out of the high rate. We'll find a bridge to subsidize.
1: You want to lock in the home price because long-term they are going up and they always have. Yep. I mean, I've been saying this for months. You can always get a lower rate, but you can't always get yesterday's house prices. Yeah. It's huge. 100%. So anyway, those are our thoughts. This is what we get excited about. You can probably
0: tell because I get all freaked (laughs) out and talk fast. But thank you guys for joining. We would love to talk to you about your specific scenario. Anything that like we are your guide, your resource. This is what gets me up every morning and keeps me excited after fourteen years in a
1: very tough business. So please call us. Yeah, reach out to us. Um and please, if you found this helpful, share with your friends and family. We want to help more people. uh, and Also, follow us on any social media, at Loans Elevated. We'd love to help you guys out. Thanks for tuning in.
0: Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Loans Elevated. To stay up to date on all industry news, please follow us on all platforms, at Loans Elevated or at Brock Lassig. If you're interested in learning more about what your financing options are, please reach out to me and my team at 801-713-4000 or visit applywithbrock.com. I look forward to working with you.